0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast.
1: Her Money is supported by Fidelity Investments. Together, we're here to empower, educate, and encourage women to start talking about money. Discover more at fidelity.com slash time. Her Money comes to you through PRX. Hi, I'm Jean Chatsky. Welcome to A Little Something Different on Her Money Today. Our mailbag is overflowing. That's the best way to put it. And so Kelly and I decided we would just sit down and answer some questions. This podcast will be a little shorter Mm -hmm. than our usual podcasts. Consider it a bonus episode. Let us know if you like it. And what do you have?
0: Yes. Um, First of all, that's the first time I've done the intro with you and you can hear the music in your headphones yeah. and it just puts you in a great mood. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, we'll get right to it. Our first question is from Angela. She writes, I have just under 30000 in debt remaining from grad school that I refinanced last year with SoFi thanks to your suggestion. And she refinanced it to 4.99%. Okay. I have about the same amount of money in a savings account. My question is if it would make sense for me to use all or most of my savings to pay off the loan or if I should continue to make the monthly payments with a bit extra when possible and deal with accruing interest. I'm 33 years old, not married, and don't have kids. I'm maxing out my 401k at work and don't have any credit card debt. Thank you for your help.
1: Hmm. Well, I was all set to say don't do it until I heard her say I am maxing out my 401k at work and don't have any credit card debt. I think I'm still going to say don't do it. And here is why, Angela. That 4.99% is likely tax deductible, which means it's probably costing you 4% or a little less, depending on your tax bracket. If you were to invest the money, Whether you um, put it in your health savings account, perhaps, or just a discretionary account, you could, I think, over time do better. Hmm. And it's also a good idea to make sure that you keep some of that money on the side for emergencies. So I like the idea of paying a little extra when you have a little extra. I'm largely suggesting that you treat this like I treat a mortgage, Mm. which is absolutely have a goal of getting out of it at some point that makes sense to you in the future if you can Add a little bit to your payments, add a little bit to your payments and just get rid of it. But this is still relatively cheap money. And for that reason, you're going to want to both maintain your ability to be a little facile and look for greater returns by investing. Hmm.
0: Excellent. Next, we have one from Kaylee on what to do with her Roth IRA. Hi, Jean. I've been listening to your podcast since the first couple of episodes, and I can't even tell you how much it's helped me. Aw, I know. love that. Me too. And she's 23. She's like, I'm 23, just graduated from college, have about 20000 in student loan debt, and was completely intimidated by all things finance before listening to your show. She's self-employed as a personal trainer and has about three to four months of living expenses, and she's comfortably making the minimum payments on her loans. Okay. And she thinks she'll likely always be self-employed. So she decided to open this Roth IRA. And she's read a bit online about some people saying that she should build up the balance before investing to save money on fees. And others say right away to invest. Just jump in and invest. Right. So I think she's kind of wondering what to do.
1: I'd invest. and And I think as long as you are with a firm that has relatively low fees and commissions, you just want to get in there and get in the habit of dollar cost averaging. There are a lot of places that as long as you are automatically contributing will keep the costs relatively low. And you want to look for low cost investments to go along with that. So things like index funds and exchange-traded funds where the the fees are relatively low as well. I love that you're doing this, and I would only suggest if you feel like you are going to be self-employed forever, eventually you're going to want to look into a SEP IRA in addition to or instead of the Roth, and that's because although you can put $5,500 a year into the Roth, That eventually may not be enough money to contribute for retirement. You will want to do more than that, and a SEP IRA allows you to do that.
0: The next one is from a listener who wishes to remain anonymous. Okay. Okay. We respect that. We respect that. My husband, age 34, earns 120000 and I, age 30, earn 50000 However, we both have similar amounts in our 401ks, about 45000 each. We have no credit card debt or student loans and have about 25000 in emergency savings. Recently, we started saving $500 a month so that in three to five years we could buy a car in cash. However, I am concerned about my husband's 401k because, according to Fidelity's X-Factor calculation, he is very behind in retirement savings. According to that calculation... He should have about two hundred forty thousand this year when he turns thirty-five. He already started maxing out his contributions, eighteen thousand a year, but I'm wondering if it would be better for me to increase my four oh one K contributions by five hundred a month so that I can help catch him up. So back to my question. Is it better to pay interest on a car loan down the line and contribute more to the four hundred one K now? Or what do you think?
1: I think it depends on what that interest rate on the car loan is going to be. And a little bit of this depends on being flexible in your choice of a car. So it feels like cars are just in the air lately. You and I are talking a lot Mm -hmm. about cars. We're going to have to do a special car show. But... The deal with shopping for cars is that different manufacturers offer different perks at different times based on the makes and models that they are looking to move. And often those deals come in the form of very low interest rate or even zero interest rate at times financing. So you might not have to worry about paying interest on a car loan if you can be flexible in your choice of car. If you are dead set on, you're going to get this particular truck or this particular minivan, or if you're me, this particular station wagon, <laughs> which my kids still make fun of. I love it. Then you will likely have to pay some interest, but you could potentially, as long as your credit score is good, get it at a fairly good interest rate. As far as the X factor calculations, It sounds like although he is behind, you may be ahead, and you can look at yourself as one portfolio based on one income combined. Do I like the idea of putting more money into your 401k when you can put more money into your 401k? Yes, that lights me up like a Christmas tree. Like (laughs) I just, that, that makes me really happy. And I would say if you can, absolutely do it. And you are bolstering your family's contributions by doing it in this way. You know, maybe split the difference. Put a little more in your 401k, put a little bit less in the car fund, and know that you'll get there eventually. Those benchmarks are fantastic, but they
0: are stressful.
1: They're stressful. And look, if he is putting the full contribution in and he's only gotten to the point where he's putting that full contribution in
0: recently, he'll start to make up some ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we have an email from Patty. She writes, I am 66 and my boyfriend is 54 and we are both retired. Between our savings, we can live modestly. I think the numbers show we're good until age 99. We don't want to take Social Security until 70 and are close to using up cash savings. Next step is to draw on my IRAs. We both worked hard for 23 years and played hard. Now, reality has slowed us down to not eating out, not buying clothes, not traveling to Maui, etc., camping instead of hotels, staying with folks instead of hotels, and thinking about every purchase. Life seems to always have a reason to spend money. It's really hard. And I think she's just looking for how to maybe accumulate some wealth and also stop spending money. It it sounds like she's just having a tricky time managing her spending at this time of life.
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, I totally, I get that. I would say, set some goals for yourself about things that you really care about. And make sure that your discretionary income is actually going toward those things that matter to you rather than those things that don't. It's a little bit like the um, priorities-based spending journal that we like to encourage people to keep when they're trying to reduce their spending. You basically track your spending, and then you go back and you write down how do you feel about that money that you spent. And it just helps put things in a little bit of of perspective. The other thing is, you know, you can look for other ways to pick up a little bit of money here and there, a little bit of a side hustle, a little bit of additional work. Mm-hmm. We we did a story on the Today Show on people who are going around the country in RVs and picking up some work in national parks and baseball stadiums and things like that. And there are there always... A few things here and there that you can take and apply your skills and, and do something where you perhaps didn't expect to. But I, I do love the fact that you are planning on living to 99. That's the best part of your letter for me because I think we should all plan on living to 99 and I'm sure that you are going to get there. One last thought. The not taking social security to 70 may not apply to both of you. So I want you to run a detailed social security calculation to make sure that that actually makes sense for you. There are so many different ways to take it. And it depends on your age. It depends on the difference between your ages. It really, it gets kind of complicated. MaximizeMySocialSecurity.com is the calculator that was developed by Larry Kotlikoff. And it's a really good tool. It's not expensive. It's worth it.
0: Now, they have to be married to benefit off of each other's social... they're not married? Their boyfriend and girlfriend. Ah, Mm -hmm. I missed that part. There were so many details in the letter. And by the way, she sent a great email, and I think back to your point of her prioritizing what matters most to her for spending. One of her biggest hang-ups right now, spending hang-ups, is gifts. She feels like there's always an occasion for uh, her to buy a gift for a friend, and it's just becoming way too much for her. I think you can talk about that stuff
1: with your friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I I sometimes feel that way. You know, my friends, we all go out for birthdays, mm-hmm. and, and we end up treating each other to lunch, which is totally fine with me, but, you know, sometimes there's a gift with it, sometimes there's not. It gets to be a lot. And if you can get your friends to agree Mm -hmm. that it's a lot for all of you, you can get rid of all of this. I agree. Yeah. Same same here. So thank you for all of your letters. Thank you for writing. I should remind everybody that we are Thanking our sponsor, Fidelity. Our music is provided by Track Tribe. Our show comes to you through PRX. And if you like this mini mailbag, let us know. We'll do some more. Talk to you later.